This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is David Furrow. This is my dad, Lynn Furrow, also the founder of Summit Life Ministries. Um, my mom, Carmen Furrow, is not here today. It's just me and you today, Dad, but we're going to make it through it. That's <laughs> so. right. But uh, guys, the mission at Summit Life is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective. But then also empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. Now, Dad, last week we kind of veered off course than what we normally do. Um, and you guys were talking about the great divide, which is, you know, right now what's, with what's happening in our country right now. Such a relevant word. You know, when we talked about creating this show, you know, we said we wanted to help equip believers to discern our times and establish a framework for authentic spiritual maturity for our times that we're in. Yeah. And I know you got, you know, you felt God was downloading on you um, what's happening right now and kind of, you know, you know, how the church needs to respond going forward. And so, you know, last week, and I know we're going to continue to go on that even more this week. But, you know, yeah. last week I wasn't here, but, you know, just listening to the shows, you know, it was it was really good. And it's something that the whole entire church needs to hear. Yeah, David, I think that when we envisioned the daily show, um, there is just good sound doctrine and teaching. And. Uh, I appreciate so many parts of the body of Christ and and teachers and leaders that kind of do a line upon line and a precept on yeah. precept expository teaching type thing. And that helps ground us and establish us with a biblical framework and a biblical knowledge. But I think that when we were envisioning uh, the Age Changer show, we wanted it to have a prophetic breath and a prophetic edge to it. Yes. And I could see how many people had biblical information and they had biblical knowledge. But I think the disparity that I see in the church today is we we have a very knowledgeable, at least in the West, yeah. we have a very knowledgeable church. They know a lot about a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our knowledge does not equate to proven character and Christ-like maturity. But also we struggle with applications in how does this truth transform us, but also equip us to navigate the times in which we live. And these are unique times. These are in some ways unparalleled in, in history. Obviously, it you know, we've never been here before. And so we, we understand yeah. that that creates new dynamics. But as we shared, as we began uh, the Age Changer show, we're living in a period of, of such acceleration, not just in natural things, mm-hmm. but there is a spiritual acceleration as well. So the Lord is wanting to catch the church up. So last week... I endeavored to say there are principles and patterns in the prophetic. Matter of fact, one of the things that I have taught for a long time, if you want to know what God is going to do in the future, 
look back at certain epics of history and you begin to see that there are prophetic rhythms uh, that are connected to the ways of God, how God works and how God interacts with nations, with his people, obviously Mm -hmm. with the church. God will not violate his character. And so we respond and interact with him. He does not change. But in his dealings with us, they're very consistent. But if we are unresponsive or hard-hearted, or if there is a nation that has drifted and backslidden, the pattern in which God will deal with that nation, you, you, can, you can clearly see it. It is evidential in Scripture. So the Lord wants to take these prophetic patterns and principles, equip his people to equip and arm us so that we're not uh, struggling to navigate the storm that we're in. Yeah. Uh, we're, not, we're not overwhelmed by the contrary winds or the waves that are going to be striking us. Uh, a phrase that I like to use is that in the military, uh, one of the things they talk about the American military, and I think that as night vision capability is proliferated to all the armies uh, of the world, but they used to say the American armed forces used to own the night <laughs> because we had a technological edge in yeah. night vision capability. Well, I want to make that application for the church. Yeah. God wants us to have the edge over the enemy and also those that do not know the Lord, that they're going to need leadership. They're going to need guidance. They're going to to need to have some stability and security. And they're going to, if the church has the the edge of of a, a, a spiritual capability, a spiritual ability to have night vision capabilities. Mm -hmm. We're able to see through the fog of war. We're able to see through the darkness. We're able to to function in a way that we have eyes that see and ears uh, that hear and understand. Then the Bible tells us that when darkness pervades over the earth and intense darkness upon people, that God's illumination and the reflection of his glory through his people is going to be seen. And it said they will come to the light of your rising. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you and I, we have a passion for for hunting. Yeah. And as I get older, <laughs> my passion is not as great as it used to be because I don't handle the colder temperatures as, as much as I used to. And I know that that's why somewhat you were gone last week as you, yeah, uh, so we missed you. But I also said, I'm glad, so glad that you're able to, to be able to get away and do what you love to do. But I was going to make this point. You and I both have entered into the woods uh, in utter darkness. Yeah. And so to orient yourself in that darkness, you're looking for anything that is going to reflect light. Yeah. You're you're hoping to find some little barn light that's uh, on somebody's barn or shed. Uh, you're you're looking for anything that can help guide you to your destination. Yeah. And so uh, that's what's going to happen in the world in which we live. 
that there are going to be points of light that God begins to intensify the light of the church. The church, And if we have night vision capability and we're able to see through the darkness and, and not just survive our times, but, you know, that phrase on the purpose for the age uh, changer show, it's we want people to have an equivalency, not just in discerning the times, but a, a spiritual maturity yeah. that matches the moment. Yeah. That again, I'm being repetitive, but we've come to the kingdom for such a time. In other words, mm-hmm. there is a corresponding grace upon the church to be prophetic, to be apostolic in vision and prophetic in revelation, that we're not grasping for understanding and we're not blind leaders of the blind. No, mm-hmm. we, we know where the Lord is taking us yep. and it's to a different age. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, we're, we're between two ages. One is passing away and the other one, its increase is only going to become greater and clearer because the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Yeah. So it's very important. We are going to get back to the series, our inaugural series, yeah. the Age Changer series. Because uh, there's a lot more content that I want to uh, get into there. But because of the election and the lack of clarity, the disruption, yeah. the unease that many, many people felt, I felt like God wanted me to um, go out on a limb in some ways, yeah. you know, and saying things not for controversy's sake, but to say some things that I know could be controversial. Um, because I know people have different perspectives and opinions yeah. concerning a man by the name of Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. And he is this prophetic lightning rod, not only within the church, but in our nation and throughout the world. And that should tell us something. Yeah. That God has used him to bring disruption. Uh, now, what I want to do is I want us to go back uh, to Luke chapter 2. Uh, Luke chapter 2, and, and forgive me, before we go to Luke chapter 2, I wanted to read one passage of Scripture to show us the importance of being a people that know and discern our times. Mm-hmm. In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, when it was talking about David and uh basically a census and a number uh, of the military uh, people that were qualified to be in the military, you know, military age men. I'm struggling to come up with the right word, but, uh, you know, they were conducting a, a census to see how many men could serve in the military from each tribe. And there were leaders that they also emphasized in these two books that are called the Chronicles, the Chronicles of the Kings, the Acts of the Kings, the things that the kings did. So there is a a marvelous statement uh, about some men that belonged to the tribe of Issachar. And so it wasn't that they just had so many hundreds or thousands of men that were available for military service. But it said that the men of Issachar, and it wasn't everyone, but it was a select group. This is what it says about them. It says of Issachar, men who had understanding 
of the times. To know what Israel ought to do, 200 chiefs, all of their kinsmen, under their command. So there were 200 men that had emerged in leadership in the tribe of Issachar, and David looked to them to help him discern the times. Mm-hmm. And the reason why discerning in the times is so important is because you've got to know what to do yeah. with with the, the turbulence of your times, the difficulty of your times, or the opportunities that present themselves to you mm-hmm. uh, in the times in which God has caused you to come to the kingdom. This could be the church's finest hour in the United States of America if we can recover from the the turbulence that yeah. the church seems to be reacting to. And I love that phrase, and Bill Johnson was the one, I believe, that coined it. He said, we need to stop reacting to the devil, yeah. and we need to start responding to God. Yeah. And so where mom and I left yeah. off last week is we just talked about how so many people just live by the next sign. Yeah. The visible uh, intervening hand of God where there's a manifestation that can be interpreted with the natural because we see it, we observe yeah. it. That is not the way God wants to lead his people. Yeah. Uh, signs... Uh, are there, and they can be indicators, but God wants to not lead us by the hand. He wants to lead us by his heart. And so that's why I said last week, Moses uh, knew his ways, but the children of Israel were really guided by the end of the process, by the outcome of the miracle, and they saw the sign. But Moses interpreted the heart of God and knew what he was doing and why God was doing what he was doing. And so it's not just what God is going to do. We need to understand his heart of why he's doing it and how he's doing it. And that will help us interpret our times. I pray that God will raise up the church in this hour and the anointing that was upon the sons of Issachar. Yeah will be upon the church now, that there will be such a clarity and, again, a night vision capabilities, and we'll be able to navigate through them, and and the, and the world can see that the church knows the secrets of the Lord. Yeah. And we understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. We know what they do not know, yeah. but they need to know it, and increasingly so, They're going to need to know what we know. Well, God wants to use us as the mediators of that revelation. He wants us to communicate the truth and the power of of God's purpose and God's ways um, that they can tap into, again, not just temporal things, but again, they can be brought into eternal realities and heavenly certainties. And we can see the advancement of the kingdom of God. God gets what God is after, not only in our lives, but in our our families and in the nations in which we live. And I know a key point that you mentioned last week 
it's going to be so key for the church as individuals that we don't just keep looking to hear from God from one person of what they say they've heard from God, but us maturing as individuals as a church that we hear God ourselves. That's right. And how that is going to be such a key and crucial role, you know, moving forward as well. Yeah. In Ephesians chapter four, we read about the the gift ministries that God has given to the church. Yeah. And he gave them as a love gift to his church in his ascension. And the anointing that was upon Jesus in its fullness was divested yeah. and it was distributed in a way in which it was multiplied. Yeah. So no one individual is an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Um, Jesus was all five expressions of that yeah. in its fullness. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was no aspect of pastoral ministry that he was not. Yeah. apostolically uh, vision and clarity and and the ability to to establish um, his people in in truth and foundations yeah. but he diversified that multiplied that and it says that he gave some to be apostles yeah. not everybody some to be prophets evangelists pastors and teachers but even though there are some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, the purpose of the sum is to equip all yeah. so that all the church can be apostolic, all the church can be prophetic, evangelistic, and then have an ability to carry the heart of God in regards to how he cares and nurtures his church yeah. pastorally and grounds her in truth. Yeah. And so we are going to see the church as we receive fivefold ministry. First, you got to believe in it, <laughs> then you got to receive yeah. it, and then you got to allow that uh, ministry to be imparted to you, and you become equipped. But yes, when the church is fully mature, she will not just need somebody to hear God for them, yeah. but they'll be able to hear God for themselves. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. Yeah, that is a big, big problem these days. I mean, so many times, and I've seen it just in the election alone, how many people were searching and trying to find words of who is going to win the election. Yeah. And instead of hearing what God was saying, yeah. they were hoping that someone was going to tell them what God was saying. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it really shows you that we are a people that are looking for a sign. Yep. Show me the sign. You know, give me the word yep. that I know that it's going to be okay or that I get what I want. Yeah. And Jesus came to a generation that were focused and fixated on signs. Yeah. What was amazing to me is that Jesus was the sign. The sign. <laughs> yep. And they missed him. Yeah. While they were looking for secondary signs, uh, other things, and and the sign did other signs. Yeah. But it wasn't the sign that they wanted, yeah. or the sign that they thought that they they needed for them to feel comfortable 
in knowing what God was doing in their day. Mm-hmm. We, we are, and he said, a wicked and a perverse generation seeks after a sign. And it just shows you the condition not only of the world yeah. demanding a sign, uh, but where the church is at. We, we truly are a church that is really not trusting and relying upon God. Uh, we, we need the information yeah. to make us feel safe. So we're looking at all these places to try to to find out what God is saying. And and I feel like the Lord is wanting to say to us what he said to his generation. He said to them, you keep looking for the kingdom of God, the will of God out there. Yeah. You keep looking in multiple directions, north, south, east and west. Is the kingdom coming here? Is God doing something there? What is he saying here? And he said, I tell you, the kingdom of God is exactly. already in your midst. Yeah. It's because we have a deficit mentality. Mm-hmm. We think that God has left us in a place of a deficit. Yeah. And I want to encourage the body of Christ. And this is going to be a real growth moment for those who have claimed to be internet prophets and and have developed a following and and uh i joke and i use this phrase and it's not to pick on them but many of them in the 2018 elections Mm -hmm. remember the phrase the coming red tsunami and many of them prognosticated and predicted things and they did not come to pass and so many of them ripped their spiritual britches yeah and so they they are popular by telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. But it's amazing to me what a short-term memory we have. Yeah. Because the very thing that when it didn't happen the way they said it would happen, yeah. there was great disappointment, disillusionment. But now in the 2020 cycle, yeah. We went back to some of the same sources that misrepresented what the Lord had to say. Now, are you saying, Lynn, are you changing what you're saying about Donald Trump? No, Donald Trump has been assigned to our country. Yeah. Uh, but it is a sign of the rising and falling of many and the revealing of hearts. And we'll get there in the next <laughs> episode again to review it. Yeah. But God is bringing a division for clarification yeah. to our nation. Yeah, it's so good. Well, guys, thank you for being with us today. Guys, if you have questions or just comments, please leave them in the comment section below. We love hearing from you. If you just want to know more about Summit Life Ministries, make sure to check us out at summitlifeministries.com. If you guys just want to get all things Summit Life, just updates, etc., make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. Guys, we love you. Appreciate that you guys are with us. We love you guys and God bless. Thank you. Bless you. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.